You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. A leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, your host, founder of Vocal Impact Productions, and author of Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice. On today's episode, I wanted to do something different. The end of the year is upon us, which this time around, most people are pretty happy about. And I wanted the last episode of the year to be packed with inspiration and clear actionable, results-oriented ideas to help you launch into the new year in a way that will help you to have more and more positive influence in the year and years ahead. Now, part of the regular show is that about halfway through the program, you'll hear the Listener 24-Hour Influence Challenge. And this is where I invite the guests to offer one challenge to invite you as the listener to take one step that they can complete, that you can complete within 24 hours in order to help you have more success and more influence. So in this special episode today, I've created what I'm calling the best of the listener 24-hour influence challenge. I've identified three common themes among the various different challenges that guests have offered, and I've identified three different takes on each of the three themes. So you'll be hearing the clips from each of those respective interviews, and hopefully this will give you an array of options to choose from where at least one thing will jump out at you immediately by the end of the show today where you're going to say, I can do that, and I'm going to do it right now. And that will be the start of something new, positive, and wonderful to launch into the new year. So here we go. The first theme is the theme of developing your own expertise, looking at your strengths, looking at the weaknesses, and deciding your own development plan. So to kick off this theme, I want to go back to episode 32, which was with my guest, Bill Sasso, the chairman of Stradley Ronan. Here's Bill. I think what you ought to do is give some thought as to where you think you have a serious shortcoming in your communication skills. And think about who is at the opposite end of the spectrum, somebody that you have a relationship with, somebody that perhaps you admire them because they are at the opposite end of the spectrum where you have certain shortcomings, and arrange to sit down and talk to them. I can't tell you how often people have asked me for my opinion on something that's totally irrelevant to the law firm, totally irrelevant to the political effort that I tend to be involved in, and they just want to talk about themselves and some issues that they have personally. And I think that's, in my opinion anyway, the the greatest compliment you can pay somebody, that you want to talk about what bothers you and and what you want to prove about yourself. And I know I give people as much time as they need whenever that happens and whenever I'm asked for that opinion. From there, in episode 31, right before Bill, Brian Buckley, the CEO of Helmand Valley Growers Company, had a slightly more specific take on this theme, and that is about how to pick that developmental goal. 
you know, I've really thought about this for a while and I had a lot of different things come up to me, but I went back to one of my favorite conversations I had with, um, I was in the room, uh, a, a gentleman named General McChrystal. So he challenged us one time and he's like, you know, what do you guys think you should focus on? Should you focus on what you're good at or should you focus at what, you know, and I'm just gonna say what he said is like, or should you focus on what you suck at? And mm-hmm. we were like, uh, well, focus on what you suck at so you can become better and all that. He goes, no, he's like, whatever you're good at, focus on that and become great. He's like, because if you focus on what you suck at, all you're going to do is to suck less at it. You're still not going to be good. So what I would challenge everyone is literally sit down, think about what am I really good at? And then come up with a plan of how can you become great at it Hmm. and just see how that goes. Once you've picked a goal for yourself, seeing it through is a bit of a challenge for some of us. So in episode 28, Ijenu Nwosu, who is the head of impact spending for Kaiser Permanente, gave a challenge to help you make sure that you stick to your plan and see it through to develop that particular skill set. My challenge to you is decide one thing, one thing you want to be better at. One thing. Okay. It could be, I want to be a better mother and spend time with my children. I want to be a better executive and build up my business acumen. That one thing. And my challenge to you is to not only write it down, Mm -hmm. but to tell one person, at least one other person, write it down, tell that one person and tell that person, I need you to come back to me in exactly one week and ask me what actions I've taken. Because this is about making a commitment to yourself, having somebody else hold you accountable and you holding yourself accountable. So set yourself up for success. The accountability partner, right? Once you've said it, once you've spoken it into reality, once you've spoken it into being, all right, now somebody's going to follow up. Time to let the rubber meet the road. One of my favorite, my father used to say it to me all the time. Are you going to be an enemy of progress? Ooh. Right. So... And that's your own progress too, not just it progress. Your of own progress. So you can be your own enemy of progress. All right. Well, this, so now you've got your marching orders, go out, make your decision, commit and tell someone. Theme number two over the course of the program has been the theme of relationship management, how you communicate with others in order to make sure that you get the best results from each other and that your relationship is strengthened while the clarity of your message is maintained. In episode 21, Carolina DiGiorgio, who is president and CEO of Congreso de Latinos Unidos in Philadelphia, specifically addresses the power of words and the importance of verbal generosity. Here's what she says. So hello, everybody. I really wanted to talk about the power of your words and how to be able to use that in a positive way. So particularly these days when we're all feeling perhaps a little down or dark, the power of our words can be really meaningful. So my challenge is to find someone that perhaps you don't typically get along with, or perhaps that you're in a moment of tension with, and really try to overcome that and express some expression of appreciation, empowerment to that individual, try to resolve that conflict, whether it's personal or professional, and use your words to incite positive. All right, everybody, a step towards positivity. Say something nice to somebody that (laughs) you have had a little bit of tension with lately. This is a wonderful opportunity to get the ego out of the way and to extend the olive branch. I love it. And that's a very easy one to do within 24 hours. One little comment. I know everybody can do it. 
balancing out the undeniable value of a compliment in relationship development, in episode 14, Lisa Peskin, the CEO of Business Development University, also addresses the importance of being able and willing to give constructive feedback, both clearly and tactfully. Here's how. So find one individual, either in your business life or in your personal life, that you want to provide feedback to. And there is an actual feedback model. And I would challenge you within the next 24 hours, somebody that you've been meaning to talk to about maybe something that they did that you didn't care for or something, as you said, positive feedback. I'm going to actually challenge them to give constructive feedback to somebody. So either laterally, upward or downward and see if you could do it within the next 24 hours. Now, you mentioned that there is a feedback model. Where is that model? It's actually on my website, which is businessdevelopmentuniversity.com. You could find it under resources and the BD utensils. And it's a step-by-step model that has helped me along the years and could be very helpful to you as well with the different things that you need to make sure you do when providing feedback. Beyond giving good information to someone else, the power of a question. As a matter of fact, the power of asking three questions is also something that should not be overlooked. In episode 23, Will Reynolds, the founder and vice president of innovation for Seer Interactive, addresses what he calls the three-question rule to help you understand someone and specifically their perspective better before offering your own. I would do for you all what I mentioned somebody did for me, which is it's hard to influence somebody if you don't know anything about them. So therefore, my challenge would be the next time somebody asks you a question, try to respond with three questions before you answer it. It was the best advice I ever got in my career, and uh, it's helped me to do pretty well. And I think it'll help a lot of other people as well. I'm going to piggyback on that too, and I'm going to qualify that. And you tell me if I'm in, if I'm going on the right direction. When you ask those questions, listen to the answers and take those answers into account when either formulating the next question and or your answer afterwards. I feel like there are people who will go into autopilot and follow the letter of the law rather than the spirit of the law with a mental checklist saying, okay, I asked my first question. Now I'm going to ask my second question. Now I'm going to ask my third question. Okay, now is it my turn? And that's... Yeah. It's like an interrogation versus a a, um, conversation, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's so often where people make the mistake when they try to get better at asking questions is it becomes okay, I got these three questions. How was your day? How was this? How was that, 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 that? And you're like, no, that's not really it. The idea is to let it marinate in, hear what the person said and make your second question applicable to what they're first, to what they want, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it always sucks when somebody gives you the interrogation version of questions instead of the conversation version. The third theme that I found in the 24-hour listener challenges circled around the notion of clarity and productivity and how those two things are so interconnected. In episode two, Ellen Weber, the executive director of Robinhood Ventures, offered what I thought was a really clever framing of it. She says she wants people to kiss her ask, A-S-K, the ask. We all have challenges sometimes when we know that there's something we want to ask for and we should ask for it, but we're afraid to do it. We hold back somehow. Here's Ellen's take on why you need to make that ask and how to do it. 
Well, I call it the kiss my ask. And the kiss my ask means that you have to think of something that you need that will advance your goals or careers. Identify someone who can help you get it done and then craft an ask to them that will make them want to help you. And the easier you make it for the person that you're asking, the easier it will be for them to get it done. So for example, if I want Laura to introduce me to someone that she knows, I'm not going to just say, Laura, can you introduce me to so-and-so? I'm going to write an email to Laura saying, Laura, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Here's the text that you can use to introduce me. And then all Laura has to do is take my ask and edit a little bit to put it in her own words and send it on. If I don't do that, Laura's just going to go, ugh, one more thing and put it aside. But if I make it really easy for her, she's going to do it. So that's what I'm challenging each of you to do, to come up with a kiss my ask. I love it. And here's the kiss. Now, if you're struggling to figure out what kind of ask you should make, in episode nine, Marsha O'Connor, the president and CEO of the O'Connor Group, helps you make that decision. She gives you a very specific ask to make in order to get clear on something we often take for granted. Do people really understand what it is that you do? Here's why. Oh, I love this question. So I was thinking about this and I wanted everybody out there to go into their LinkedIn page and they're going to forward it to three of your friends. And I want you within one week, have them come back to you and describe in three sentences what they think you do. Mm. And I think you're going to be surprised at the answers. That's amazing because it is so funny that you think, well, it's obvious what I do. And my friends know in general. And then when you hear it fed back to you, you're going, they, wait, what? That's not what I do. Or, well, that, yeah, but that's like one little piece of what I do. And even for me, I know a lot of people say, well, you're a vocal coach. I'm going, no, not really. I mean, it's, I do work with voice, but a vocal coach to me is a singing coach or a performance, you know, a stage coach, someone who teaches how to sound like your French or something else for a role you're playing. And I would never think to describe myself as a vocal coach, although that is a small area of work that I do to make sure your voice sounds good when you talk. So have you done that, Marcia? And how have people described your work in the past? And you've gone, no, 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 it's not X, it's Y. Oh, absolutely. And I have done that. And people had no idea that I was doing what I do, um, (laughs) let alone anything else. And so I made it very clear. I actually put like stars about like motivational speaker and CEO and founder and talent strategist. I had to really sum up what I do. And now people look at it like, oh, I totally get it. And I do want to make a warning to your listeners because I think LinkedIn is about to even take off even more. I know people are doing resumes out there and all too, but if we're going to be in this blended workforce for a while, most recruiters are still going to just look online and 99% of them are going to be using LinkedIn. And so that first five seconds of opening up that LinkedIn page is either going to get you to have them stay longer or not. Mm. So it's really important to take the time to make that look really good for you. So it can't just be a generic picture and a generic title and a generic worked at this location from date one to date two. And that location from date three to date four needs to have a lot more personality and detail and other tells in it. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. And make sure you use the proper words in there too, because the link, the recruiters are doing queries and they're using certain words to find you. So if you want to work in that world, find out what words those recruiters are looking for and add that throughout your profile. Oh. And I think it's really important to do that. 
great tip. So if they're using algorithms of sorts, make sure you bait the hook, basically. Now, in all of these challenges that we've addressed so far, a common side effect sometimes, shall we say, of engaging in these discussions is that many will result in email volleys, back and forth messages, which can needlessly fill up your inbox and frankly eat up much of your productivity in the course of the day. So in order to curtail that, in episode 24, last but not least, Debbie Phillips, the president of WFD Consulting, helps you with a strategy and a challenge that will make sure that you are able to bring that message thread to a close and simply get back to business. Here's Debbie's challenge. So this is one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Number one, because it really supports time management and it also helps you to be very concise and concrete about what you're asking somebody else to do or what you need. Okay. When we're dealing with email, right, we all get bogged down. Simply in your email subject line, identify what the subject of the email is. Be very clear. If you need something to be done by a certain time, absolutely say it. But if you do not need a response, put a simple parenthesis with an EOM, end of message, which basically takes the place of texting because people still like email, even though hmm. it's instantaneous. But it actually helps us to really be able to manage our work and life. So now explain why. What does EOM, end of message, mean? And why is that key? What does that imply? You do not have to respond to this. You don't even have to open it if you don't want to. I am not looking for any reply or any response. So if you can establish that with your work world and your colleagues and just say, you know what, if you see end of message, you don't have to reply. We even at WFD, it's so funny, our colleagues, sometimes we'll have end of message two, end of (laughs) message three. I really did read what you said, but you know. I didn't have to reply. I'm choosing to. And you don't have to reply, although you may choose to. Okay. You may choose to. You may choose to. But you know what? Right now, we have so many other things that are taking our focus away. You know, that's just a really easy one that can eliminate a lot of headache, stress. There you have it. Three themes, developing your expertise, relationship management, and clarity and productivity. So in the spirit of the 24-hour influence challenge, I hope that at least one of these invitations inspires you to say, hey, I can do that right now. I also hope that as a result, that quick success that you will inevitably gain from it encourages you to try another one, whether it's from the same theme or from a different one, and that that continues to pique your curiosity to go back and review what other challenges guests have invited you to try, all with the same generosity of spirit, wanting you to have more influence and greater success overall. They say that it takes about 21 days to create a new habit. So my hope for you is that this invitation helps you to create a new habit of actively listening for and executing the 24-hour listener challenge with each new episode. And that as we head into the new year, this becomes your weekly personal empowerment routine. To listen to the new episode of Speaking to Influence each week, and challenge yourself to put that 24-hour listener challenge into action in the next 24 hours, quite literally, to help yourself have greater power and influence. With that, thank you all for tuning in. I invite you to, of course, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, especially with all of those wonderful new listener influence challenges that await. 
And of course, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, please, so that we can help even more people increase their confidence, presence, and influence. And finally, if you want to download my quick start guide to mastering the three C's, command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal, go to speakingtoinfluence.com. With that, I want to wish you all a very happy, healthy, safe, and prosperous new year. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sokola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.